You're listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Dion Cordova of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel. You may have deceived yourself into thinking that you have mastered the Bible, that there's not much more for you to learn. Really? No one alive has ever said, eating was just a phase. That's a phase I went through. I I don't do it anymore. The day you stop eating, guys, is the day you start dying. That's true physically, and it's true spiritually. In our walk with Christ, one of the most difficult things to do is to stay consistently in His Word. No matter how much we might desire to grow closer to Him through reading the Bible, there's always an excuse to avoid it. Today, Pastor Dion explains that if you want to stay true to who you are through Christ, you need to maintain a steady presence in the Bible. Even if you feel experienced in your faith and have been reading the Bible since you were a kid, you'll lose your armor if you don't stay steadfast in God's Word. Now let's join Pastor Dion in the book of Matthew chapter 4 as he continues his message, The Bible, Food for Your Soul. God's Word will not only reveal the underlying cancers and tumor, it will also prune them. God's Word will cut them away like a surgeon's scalpel from our life if we will allow it. See, that's the power of God's Word. Can you say amen? If you read God's Word... Man, it gives you the strength. It shows you what needs to happen. And then it goes to working on it. The Bible will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the Bible. Now, God also said, and we found out, used another word picture and said his word was like a, everybody say it, a sword. Guys, this is the only offensive weapon we have against demons, against doubt, against distractions. It is the only offensive weapon we have against terrors or tricks and temptations. So don't get beat. What should we do with God's Word? We should read it. We should memorize it. We should quote it. Especially during times of trouble and temptation. Jesus did. Jesus quoted it during times of temptation. In fact, we remember when the devil came to tempt him on three different levels, the of lust of the eyes, the lust of um, the pride of life, uh, the lust of the flesh. Jesus always responded or counter-punched the devil with the word of God, with verses from Scripture. And in fact, in the exchange between Jesus and the devil we find yet another word picture that God uses to describe his word. Here's what Jesus said. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's read it together out loud. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Guys, the verse revealed 
that we Christians need, need more than physical food to survive. We need spiritual food. And God's word is the spiritual food. Go ahead and say, aha! God's word is the spiritual food. In fact, the apostle Peter explained it like this. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2. Here's what he said. As newborn babes desire the sincere or the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. You guys got it? It's food. Then the Apostle Paul illustrated it like this. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 2. I have fed you with milk and not with solid food because you couldn't digest anything stronger. And even now, you still have to be fed on milk for you are still only baby Christians. Hmm. Everybody say food. So God's word becomes food for our spiritual man. Guys, food is necessary for survival and growth. In fact, we devour our favorite foods, right? What are your favorite foods? Let me hear them. Uh, man, I knew that's first on my list too. Tacos, right? Pizza, burgers, carnitas, burritos, right? Enchiladas. Hot pockets. I, I don't know. I, I just throwing it out there. Some of you, we devour those things. Those foods satisfy our hunger. But then they do more than satisfy our hunger. The food is digested and produces energy and strength. It builds muscle and builds insulation. And not just the insulation around our waist. Food builds immunity insulation against colds, against viruses, against infections, against diseases. Food helps us grow bigger, stronger, and smarter. Well, guys, God's word is our spiritual food and provides the same result, making us bigger, stronger, and smarter spiritually. Listen, when you were born again, when you surrendered your life to Christ, a new spirit, a new creation was born on the inside of you. The spirit within you will have an appetite for God's word. The sincere milk of the word that both Peter and Paul described. On the inside, you're going, to want, you're going to want to hear it. You're going to want to know it. And every time you, oh, I love that. I want more, right? Like your favorite foods. Three tacos on the plate isn't enough. Guys, there are signs that indicate physical hunger. Your stomach grumbles. Your head aches. Your energy drops. You get irritable. You get, everybody say the word, you get what? Hangry. Well, spiritual hunger also has signs. If you've been impatient, irritable, weak, weary, worried, those are signs that you need to graze on God's word. Okay, you got it, right? 
And I love something Jesus said. He said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, out loud together, for they shall be filled. You guys catch that? So here's what we know thus far. Listen, our spirit, when we surrender our life to Christ, is born, comes alive, and it needs to grow, just like our physical body needs to grow. It needs food. God's word is the food that gives it everything that it needs in order to grow bigger, to grow smarter, to grow stronger. And, And so... Immediately when we're born again, we have an appetite for God's word. It's like we we, want to have more. We want to learn more. We want to grow more. And the awesome thing is, is that those who hunger and thirst for God's righteousness, he said they shall be filled. Everybody said out loud, they what? They shall be, they'll be satisfied. There is twice in the Old Testament and once in the New Testament, where God illustrated this point. God commanded Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and John in the book of Revelation. He commanded them at the most difficult and discouraging time of their lives to literally eat God's word. Everybody say literally. You got to be kidding, right? There the pages of the Bible were. There the scroll was. And God said, chow down. Eat it. In fact, Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 1, here's how God stated it to him. Son of man, eat what you find. Eat this scroll. Now, in the passage, you know, for all three of them, God was communicating that no matter the turmoil, the trouble, or the trial that we might be facing, His Word provides the spiritual nutrients, minerals, and vitamins that we need for a strong, healthy, spiritual life. That's what God was communicating through that. That's what He wanted them to see. See, He was using it as a physical, kind of a literally, but he wanted to get them, them to get the spiritual application of it. God's word will satisfy and secure us. And did you notice that God told Ezekiel in that passage that I just read, he said, eat what you find. Say it out loud. Eat what you find. On the scroll, eat what you find. In other words, stop being picky and eat the whole counsel of God. I'm going to say it again. Stop being picky and eat the whole counsel of God. Why would God say that? Well, some people like only what is sweet to their palate. Promises and power verses. You know, the sweet stuff. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. (laughs) But some things in God's word like commandments and cautions, you know, they taste more like seaweed and sauerkraut, but they're better for you. So stop being picky and eat the whole counsel of God. In fact, go ahead and look at your neighbor and say, stop being picky and eat the whole counsel of God. 
Here's something else we also need to address. We need to feed our spirit as often as we feed our physical body. Guess how often that is? Everybody say it out loud. Daily. Say it. What? Daily. Jesus model prayer. You know his model prayer, the Our Father. It starts off by acknowledging our need for daily nourishment. Give us this day our daily bread. You guys got it. And the author of Psalm 119 said this. He said, a chapter a day will keep the devil away. No, 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 he didn't say that. But it's close. Here's what he said. Psalm 119, verse 164. I will seek and praise you seven times a day because all your regulations are just. Those who love your instruction have great peace and do not stumble. Mm, right? God's word contains vitamins for a healthy soul. But no one can eat for you. You have to come to the table and open up. So, sit at the table often. See, most of us eat physical meals at least three times a day. Plus, snacks between the meals, you know. And the weird thing about eating three squares is that it makes you round. But don't worry, because I heard a carpenter friend of mine says that you're on the level if the bubble's in the middle. Listen, we should give our spiritual body just as much fuel as we do our physical bodies. We should give our spiritual body just as much fuel as we do our physical body. But if your appetite for God's word is lacking, be concerned. It signals a health problem. It suggests an underlying condition. Distraction. Decay. Disease. Or deceit. You may have deceived yourself into thinking that you have mastered the Bible. That there's not much more for you to learn. Really? No one alive has ever said, Eating was just a phase. That's a phase I went through. I don't, I don't do it anymore. The day you stop eating, guys, is the day you start dying. That's true physically, and it's true spiritually. Dusty Bibles lead to dirty lives. So whether you feel hungry or not, feed your spirit healthy servings of God's Word. Read your Bible, attend church, listen to podcasts. It will benefit you all the days of your life. Yeah, and if that doesn't make you applause, I'll read the verse that follows up. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but instead, his delight is in the law of the Lord, or the Word of God. And in his Word, he meditates day and night. 
He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. That's awesome right there. And then Jeremiah chapter 15, here's what Jeremiah said. He said, your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I do. You know, Ben Franklin had it wrong. He said, it's early to bed early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's what he said, but he had it wrong. It's God's word before bed, and after you rise, that's what will make you healthy, wealthy, and wise, right? All right. So far, we've described, or God has described his word like a seed, like a mirror, like a scalpel, like a sword, like food, Are you ready for the next one? We have time. Don't worry. Here we go. Here's what it's like. It's like a what? It's like a light. Psalm 119, 105. Here's the way God described it. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. So David described God's word. That's the illustration. A lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Guys, we live in a time of spiritual darkness. Dark morals, dark motives, dark minds, dark attitudes, dark dark actions, dark ideas. I mean, after the fall of Adam and Eve, the lights went out. And according to the scripture, Satan tries to keep us in that darkness. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4, says it like this. Satan, who is the God of this world, hath blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. It's the truth. How many times didn't we grope in the darkness? How many times didn't we live in that darkness, totally oblivious to God's word, to God's way, to God's will, to anything about God? But then God spoke through the Bible and illuminated us. Psalm 119, verse 130 says it like this, The entrance of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. The Word of God brings light to our lives. Light about God. Light about sin. Light about Satan. Light about salvation. Like the song, I wandered so aimless, life filled with sin. I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Then God's Word came, shining in the night. And praise the Lord, everybody! Didn't you? But God's Word does more than illuminate our feet. It also lights up our path. It helps us navigate through the paths of fear, of worry, of uncertainty, of anxiety, of grief, of discouragement. 
God, I need God's word, don't you? God's word keeps us from losing our bearing. It shows us the way. So walk in the light. Look at your neighbor and tell them out loud. So walk in the light. Something Jesus said, John chapter 12, verse 35. Here's what it says. Jesus replied, My light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they're going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will be children of the light. Right? A lot of darkness around us. A lot of dark times that we go through. But listen, when you have God's Word that Jesus made available to us, well, we're able to navigate through all of that darkness and find our bearings and find our way and get to the destination. We will at that point be children of light. Amen. Amen. The value of God's Word. The value of God's Word. Now listen, maybe you heard me talk about being in darkness. The light's off. Groping in the darkness. And maybe that's kind of been your life. And so many times the Lord has tried to illuminate. Has tried to turn the light on for you. And maybe it was right now that the light, you finally saw it, you understood it, and you realized that being in the dark is not where you want to be, nor where you should be. You want to be in the light of God's salvation, of God's love, of God's grace, of God's help. All you have to do is pray a prayer of surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ, and you'll change from a son of darkness or a child of darkness to a child of light. If that's you, pray with me out loud. All of us will pray with you together. Father, I know I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. I have run from you. I've ignored you. I've even fought you. But today, the light went on and I surrender. I repent for my sin and I turn to you. Cleanse me. Help me. Wash me clean. I commit myself to you and to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us here as Pastor Dion Cordova has brought you The Simple Truth. In this series, Pastor Dion has been exploring the foundations of the Christian faith. What is it that makes us who we are? What separates us from the rest of the world? Jesus made it pretty clear when he was talking to his disciples in John 13, 35, saying, By this all people will know that you're my disciples, if you have love for one another. <laughs> that might be a foundational truth, but it's not an easy one. Consider the disciples. They all came from different walks of life. Jesus brought together a zealot and a tax collector who were quite simply enemies. Then he told them to love each other. 
What does that look like in your life? Do you know that love is to be your defining characteristic? That means wherever you are, whatever church you walk into, no matter if they look differently or do things differently, love is what you're called to do. If you're looking for a community dedicated to that principle, come and see us. The Simple Truth is a ministry out of Truth Ministries Calvary Chapel in Española, New Mexico. We have services Sunday mornings at 9 or 11. And if you'd like to jump into a Bible study with us midweek, come by this Wednesday evening at 7. We'd love to have you. All this information and more can be found at tmcalvary.com. Once again, that's tmcalvary.com. Head on over there now and check it out. We're at the end of our time today, but we hope to see you again when we come back with The Simple Truth. Let us join our hands and together we stand. Together we stand.